determine the nature of your experience. Nobody has to tell you, be blissful, be loving, be happy, be this. This is all coming from, you know, catchy ideas about life. You see somebody fighting, you say be loving. You see somebody unhappy, you say blissful. It's most insulting. When somebody is in a great state of unhappiness, going and telling be blissful is most insulting, isn't <laughs> it? No? But these are all the great teachings on this planet, which have been on for centuries. These are all great things that have never worked. So, we are only seeing how to determine the nature of your experience. If you take charge of what causes experience within you, if you are in charge of that, I am hundred percent sure you will make it very pleasant for yourself. And I am also sure if you are feeling very pleasant within yourself, you would be naturally pleasant to everybody around yourself. How are you? Good in yourself. Fantastic. I was just uh, getting all set up because I was like doing my whole little sage thing. I've been trying to do a lot of like trying to get myself in like, I don't know. I'm not, I'm rookie at all that. You know what I mean? But I try to like, uh, it makes me feel better. <laughs> I love it. Well, thank you for having me back. I think this is my third time. Uh, second, second, I think. Yeah, second, maybe third. I don't know. It, no, this I, is the third time. Is it really? Yes, this is the third time. Well, I am so glad to have you back. I remember on one, I think it was either the first or second time we were talking about how red pill, like fixing yourself is the ultimate red pill. Like everybody talks about this conspiracy and we were just talking about, and it was like, man, I was like, we really need to like kind of dive into that. And then with all the news that goes around, I was like, man, even me personally, like for me, I was like, man, it's kind of like a little therapy, a therapy session for me. You know what I mean? We could just talk it out and kind of give ourselves like some tools to, uh, you know, work with. So could you introduce yourself to everybody that, that doesn't know you? If you know, uh, she's from Vibe Talks. This is Vibe Queen. And uh, she has a podcast on Apple, Spotify, everything, right? All the all the platforms? All the platforms, yep, yep. I host a podcast called Vibe Talk Awaken. And so basically we talk about all kinds of journeys along the lines of awakening, whether it's spiritual awakening or you know, uh, conspiracy, you know, <laughs> that was my awakening. Um, my awakening happened about two years ago. I read a book called The New Earth by Eckhart Tolle. And that really was the catalyst of me just going down the rabbit hole. And so the first time I was on your podcast, I was really in the thick of that. And so I know we talked about politics and things like that. And, uh, you know, a lot was happening in the world. I wrote a 10-part blog series called Take the Red Pill. So I really, I was very, very dedicated. <laughs> I really wanted to awaken the world, if you will, and let them know about the deep state and the corruption and, you know, all the things that were going on and, you know, Clintons and all of that. Oh, no, we lost you. What I recognized in my... Sorry? No, I froze for a second. I was like, oh, no. <laughs> there we go. Oh, we're okay. good. What I recognized in my journey, however, is that it was taking away a lot of my energy. And so I was no longer focusing on my career. You know, I was a, I'm still an artist, singer, songwriter, but that was my focus at the time. And I was no longer creating. I was no longer filling my cup. I was so consumed with politics and so consumed with trying to, you know, wake people up and let people know what was happening that I kind of ironically lost my identity, you know, trying to let people know about the truth, the conspiracies. And so I got really caught up in that world. And, you know, it's, it's kind of funny looking back because as much as, you know, uh, I would call people sheep and I would say, this is a great division. It's a spiritual war. In hindsight, I recognized that I was just as guilty because I was causing a division too by pointing the finger and, and judging people. And so with that, you know, I don't necessarily think all of these things are untrue. Of course, there's darkness in this world. Um, that doesn't negate that. However, we still have to focus on our own well-being. We have to fill up our own cups. And we can't forget that there's still our own life to be had. 
you can't get caught up in the politics and all of that because you still have to provide for yourself, especially if you're a parent. You got little ones watching you and they're watching every move, you know, and they don't listen necessarily to what you say. They watch what you're doing. Yes. Oh, it's just really important to to be aware and present for your little ones if, if there's any parents out there watching. Um, so, yeah, that's that's kind of the short version of, of my journey. Um, and so I know the last time I was on your podcast, that was kind of the beginning of that of that healing for me where I took a step back. And so I don't regret anything. But yeah, for sure. It's part of the process. Yeah, I just kind of elevated out of that mindset and uh, just really recognize that what I was doing, we call it like um, spiritual bypassing, if you will, where you kind of, you start to just focus on outside things so you can avoid doing the work within yourself. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so as much as I would, you know, judge other people and call, you know, social justice worries and Black Lives Matter, I'm like, oh, it's full of shit, you know? Yeah. And, and point the blame and like, oh, it's just another propaganda. And, you know, of course, part of me still definitely thinks a lot of it is bullshit and propaganda. Don't, yeah. don't get me wrong now. However, the, the problem is I still was avoiding doing the work that I needed to do to heal myself. So I, what does that make me any better? You know, For sure. that, that, that's, that's the question. That's the hard conversation you then have to have with yourself. And so I needed to have that conversation with myself. And it was it was a tough one to have because I realized there was some work I needed to do to fix my myself and the trauma I had unresolved within my body. That's and something that we preach on. Like I try to preach a lot about is that like even though I talk about crazy stuff or I might talk about the news, I always tell people like the only way to get out of this mess is by fixing me. I can't fix you. I can't fix them. I can only fix me. I can only do the work that and, and, and if I can put out more of a positive energy, then now that may be able to uh, reflect onto somebody else. But me forcing somebody to act a certain way or to think a certain way or to feel a certain way is impossible. I'm only in control of myself. And, and I try to tell myself that every day, like because everything we do, like you were saying, like we do. I get into arguments sometimes, too. I'm trying to avoid that. I'm like a couple of steps behind you. You know what I mean? Like I'm trying to get back to like where it's not, what's the point I'm arguing with somebody that's talking about a talking point that is really meaningless when it, when it boils down to my life, right? The most important in my life is we are a little bit selfish. My circle is like my family and my circle is the first people I'm going to think of an emergency, right? All of us are. So we have to recognize what we can and can't do. And that's what I've been also doing is not only is, uh, Working on my limitations. You know how sometimes I, uh, people like I'm one of those people that spreads themselves out too thin. That tries to be like, like you were saying, give your energy out so much, and then at the end of the day, I don't get anything done for myself, and then I feel unaccomplished. I feel depressed, weak, anxiety. You know what I mean? And it, it just like you fall into that 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 stumbling down until you're like, oh man, I'm at the bottom again. <laughs> right. right, and you can't give from an empty cup, right? Mm -hmm. So it's, it's very important to fill yourself up first. And that's not selfish. That's not selfish. I think we've been conditioned, um, especially as, as, as women, I'd say, to always give and to put other people before ourselves. And that's not, it's not healthy. And that's how you burn out as well. And especially as artists and as creative, mm -hmm. how you burn out. And that's just not, that's not the long game I'm playing. You know, it's just not. And so I recognize that that was just not something I could continue to do. And, you know, I, I, I don't like to use the label, I have epilepsy, but, you know, it is what it is. I have seizures, yeah. so that's the definition of that. And, you know, I had three seizures in the past three months, and it really forced me to stop and listen to my body and say, okay, something's going on. I mean, how much louder of a message do I need to have to just stop and listen? And so for me, it was just like, okay what's going on and I needed to dig deeper. And so that's what I've been doing. And that's what I encourage everyone to do, you know, because ultimately the thing that can become very convenient, and this is what I was talking about with the term spiritual bypassing, or, and I see this in spirituality, but also when you have politics and outside circumstances, it's very easy to um, put all your energy into outside things because then you don't have to focus on the shit what's inside of you. Right. You don't have to deal with the drama at home or you don't have to deal with the fact that you hate your job or you're in an unhappy relationship or marriage or you're in a situation that's just convenient 
because you can then focus on the next thing that's happening on the news or you can complain about the politics or whatever. But if you take all of that away, what are you left with, right? And so I'm just really, really passionate to share a message of you can do absolutely anything you put your mind to. We are incredibly powerful beings. We are so incredibly powerful if we could just tap into that. And it all starts, like you said before, it all starts with 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 us within. And, and it's taking just, baby steps, you know, like you're saying, like, it's hard too because we it's easy to get caught up in life, whether politics or even regular life of like, you know, the social circles you're in, like getting in people's drama and things. You, it's easy to get sucked in, you know, and right. you have to step back. And I've learned, luckily for me now, I moved from California, which helped me um, not cut people out that they were bad people, but sometimes they're bad for you. You know, they're they're poison to you because. It, it, it triggers you into acting a certain way, not necessarily bad, but maybe you're giving out too much energy and you're you're feeling like you have to coddle that person or you have to protect them or different situations. And you're right. I, I would feel so drained, like literally and be miserable. And I still do it. Don't get me wrong. I'm not like I still do it. But like I kind of limit. And, and then I look at it like, OK, this person would do that for me. I try to look at that now. So I'm like, well, we're kind of sharing the energy because I know that if I was return the favor it would happen so i should do that and i try to do a lot of, another thing i do that i work on now a lot is like i try to uh before i go to sleep i tell myself like my not just my accomplishments but i go okay you were supposed to edit four podcasts today you only did two but that's still pretty good like it's better than you were where you were taking like months you know what i mean you're progressing and i'm i'm giving myself the little pat on the back but because i was always so used to like if you like you were saying like we're so like kind of like i know the word overused indoctrinated to be say that we're selfish like selfish is a bad thing like like taking care of ourselves is such a horrible thing but then i start to think when you talk to any psychologist they say the only person you can help is yourself and then you're like and then they say hey well you can't help anybody until you help yourself and you're just like well what, what am i doing and then you have to stop so i try to slow down too and another thing is I try to stop being on other people's time, meaning like I'm stop on that whole like, oh, man, I got to hurry up and do this because it, no, I'm on my own time when it's time to do it. It will be the right time. And I, I'm trying to be more calm with it because I get a little bit a little hyper, you know, and like I want to I got to do this. I got to do that. And I'm learning how to try to slow down in life. And I think that's part of the key too is slowing down. Like you were saying, listen to your body, listen to your mind. What's going on? What are you really feeling? And that's what I'm trying to get more into. That's great. That's awesome. Yeah, I think having a practice or having a routine is is so key. Uh, once I started implementing a morning routine, that completely changed my life uh, for me personally. So, yeah. Can you say like uh, what what would you say is like uh, for people like for me that are trying to start like how do you like I'm trying to learn how to get into like a morning routine like would you just say, did you just write down what you were going to do? Did you plan on what you were going to, like, how did you kind of like go about like figuring out your morning, like routine so you can get it going? Yeah, I, I started with one thing at a time. You know, I tend to be a, a perfectionist and I, I have big goals and I'm like, I'm going to do all of these things. And then when you don't do it, then you beat yourself up. Right. Mm -hmm. And so one of the things I recently discovered and I, I really want to share this because I think this is pretty profound, um, especially for those that are not necessarily spiritual or that woo-woo, right? This will kind of give you a scientific breakdown of this concept, which really resonated for me as well. And then I'll get into the morning routine. Your body and your brain are two separate entities, okay? And so if you can look at your body as an animal, quite literally, and just realize that your body, I don't want to say that it's stupid, but it's objective, okay? Your body's objective. And then you have your brain, your mind, your thoughts. And so the key thing as a human is that if you can start to realize that you can control your mind, your brain, that is what controls your body, right? And so you have your thoughts, your emotions, and that is what then creates feelings in your body, right? And that is what then makes your heart race, right? When you become triggered and that is what then releases cortisol in your body. And that is what then creates feelings in your body. And that is then for me on the extreme end is what then causes me to have a seizure and go unconscious. For other people, this could mean they lose their temper or they want to, you know, do drugs or they just completely blank out. 
Some people could have ulcers in their eye. Like it just, however your body reacts is how it reacts, right? And so I just think it's so important to understand that the number one thing, and I just started to implement this as into my morning routine is, uh, is breathing. And I know this is going to sound crazy because we breathe all the time. It is something we do unconsciously, right? We cannot live without air, which is such a, right, sounds like a ridiculous concept. So breath work has single-handedly changed my life. So I think if you're going to implement anything into a morning routine, I would highly recommend breath work. I know I've been preaching meditation for years, which I definitely suggest meditation as well. However, even before meditation, I'm very adamant about breath work because you're already breathing. Meditation may not be something that you're already doing, and it can be a little daunting for some people, and some people feel like, ooh, meditation, I don't know, sitting there quiet, ah, right? But you're already breathing. Yeah. So just being able to consciously take a deep breath in and exhale, that's quite literally what it is. And so I use an app called the, the Wim Hof Method. I don't know if you're familiar with him. He's like the ice man. He's, no. he's known to, to sit in like the ice bath and uh, sit in really cold temperatures and all of that. And I'm not telling you guys to, to do that. Yeah. <laughs> that extreme stuff but you know if you go on youtube you can try it out for free he has an app free app as well um and it's literally just taking deep belly breaths and then being able to hold your breath and it's just it resets resets your nervous system and for me it has done wonders and there's been moments where i have been really like triggered or i felt an aura coming where i felt like i was going to have a seizure and i was able to breathe through it so that's something that I highly recommend is, is breath work. Um, it's just something I It swear. does make sense, though, because, like, you know, when you're little or, like, you know, when somebody was going to, like, uh, in the movies or anything, when someone's hyperventilating or, or when someone's, like, having too much stress or, like, they're kind of, like, going crazy, they always go, hey, just stop, slow down, breathe, breathe. That's always, like... And, and you are right. Like, I don't do it like what you're saying. That's a good suggestion. I really like that. But me for, like, if I'm like getting angry or agitated like i'll have to like but that's where i talk about slowing down but i think that's even better like to slow down and then try to like maybe focus on my breath and like kind of just ease and like kind of feel that like easiness fall over you and just kind of like that's what i'm trying to learn too is just find that easiness back in life because there's so much beauty in life and and like you were saying we let these distractions whatever it may be it could be anything affect our, our our feelings and our emotions and like i'm trying to even tell myself to like instead of thinking like oh this person made me angry well nobody can make me angry only i can make myself angry so i'm trying to remember like okay well everything that's happening i am in control of my perception of it and i have to work on that it, it's difficult don't get me wrong like every day is a challenge like i can go through a week and be um because i've been diagnosed like bipolar i'm bipolar so like I can go like, and people think like, oh, like, I, oh, people think you're just like one day, next day. And I'm like, no, nah, it's not really like that. Like people mo mostly don't notice when I'm in a manic phase because I'm usually just talk. I'm like, like what you're saying. I'm like, oh man, I'm about to do everything. Like I'm going to get this thing done. And like, I'm just, and like people don't realize it because they're like, oh, he's just having fun. Like he's talking, you know what I mean? He's talking to everybody. He's, he's socializing. But then you get that crash, which, because I could be like that for two, three months. And then I get, cra I crash. And then I'm just like, oh, I don't know. You know what I mean? Like you just so now I'm learning because I, I, I really didn't like the medication for me personally. Like, I mean, I smoke, I smoke weed and shit. But other than that, I didn't really like how it made me feel. It made me feel even worse. I'm sure that it worked for some people. I'm not I'm just saying me personally. And it made, it made me feel groggier. It made me feel like I could barely get out of bed. Like and I was like, man, this is worse than like, feel, you know what I mean? At least I could deal with the other one. And that's what kind of like finally kind of got me to be like, all right, I got to do something. I'm getting older. Like, I can't just keep putting this off. Like, because you're right. I feel, I can feel like when I'm stressing, um, when I'm overwhelmed, that I feel it in my body. I could feel like, like completely drained. And I'm talking about doing nothing. Like I could be in like just waking up and just from the stress of thinking of what I might have to do uh, that day or next week, I'm already stressing about it. Like I'm already exhausted before I even get to work. And then I'm thinking about what I have to do after work. And now I'm like constantly draining myself and I'm learning to get, that's why I think 
the breathing is a great. I think that will help out a lot because I think if I can pause and then breathe and then that would lead me into more meditating because I try to meditate, but like I like to meditate, but uh, my mind is so always racing. So I'm trying to learn to like not worry about that. It, it, it is very cool to hear like when you look at, you know, listen to different podcasts and stuff. People say, don't worry about it. If you hear stuff, you know what I mean? Because, like, I'm always thinking, and they're like, and I'm like, oh, I'm doing it wrong. Like, you know what I mean? I always think that I'm doing it wrong. And now I'm, I've had some good ones, though, where I feel, like, really super energized after 15, 20 minutes. And I'm like, okay, but I don't, I'm not consistent with it. Mm-hmm. And I think the consistency is the hard part. Yeah, it's a practice. You know, when I first started meditating, I would do five minutes a day. You know, now I'm up to an hour a day. But that took time. That took time. And... I didn't in the beginning want to meditate. It felt like a chore. Now it's something I look forward to. It's like a reset. It's, it feels blissful. It feels incredible. You know, it's like, it feels amazing. Um, but it, it took time to get to that place. It took, it took years. So this isn't something that happens overnight. And again, I think oftentimes it takes a, a rock bottom or a health diagnosis for you to seek alternative, um, alternative you know healing methods and for me it's epilepsy for you it's bipolar for other people maybe depression you know or whatever so you know and and i'm on medication as well you know so and and i eventually would want to have a family and i can't be on medication if i want to have a family so i'm trying to be proactive in being able to control my brain waves because that's what epilepsy is it's just your neurons your brains are your 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 it's like firing so if I'm able to slow down my brain waves, that's everything. And so one of the things that I discovered is that, you know, the frequency of gratitude and love is the most powerful frequency. And so whenever you're triggered or upset, the moment you can disengage and just stop whatever it is you're doing, right? Because once you're in that frequency of just being triggered or upset, you are no longer in that frequency of, of love or gratitude. You're pissed. So whatever you're doing, if you're talking to someone, if you're listening to something, if it's the news, if it's a smell, whatever it is that you're doing, you need to just stop in that moment. The moment you realize you're triggered, just stop and recognize that your program that's running in your subconscious has literally just been turned on like a computer. It's been switched on. So just know that your body, remember we talked about the body's objective, like an animal. So if you can recognize that the body has now been activated, that you need to just stop. You know, Nomad is saying low vibration, exactly. So you need to disengage. You need to reboot the computer, all right? And then once you disengage, now you can go into the breath, like I just said. So now you're breathing, you're slowing down the heart rate, and now you want to start thinking those thoughts of of gratitude. What can you think about in that moment that can fill your heart up with joy? Maybe it's your kids, maybe it's your loved one loved ones, maybe it's your parents, maybe it's that time you were really successful in your career, whatever images you can bring up so that your body can tap into that frequency. Remember, your body is objective. It does not know whatever you're thinking about, if it's happening in the present moment or not. So something I recognized and realized upon doing my research is that when you have uh, a traumatic experience, your body literally imprints it into the body and memorizes it. So say, for example, you had a really heart, like a heart uh, breaking breakup or your parents got divorced or, you know, I don't know, just something really heart shattering happened. The moment it happened and you felt that emotion in your body, your body like it, it like took a picture of it. And so every time you think about that emotion and you feel it in your body, it's as if your body is going through it again in that moment. And the body doesn't know that you're just repeating it in your head. The body thinks it's happening again in that moment because it's objective like an animal. So some people who are chronically just thinking about this trauma over and over and over again, playing the victim, having a pity party, they're literally making their body sick. And so if you can know this information, because I didn't even know this, This is something I learned. I didn't come up with this, by the way. There's scientific research to back this up. This isn't woo-woo bullshit. You can then recognize, you can take your power back and realize me thinking about what little Billy did to me who bullied me in middle school is not serving me. I need to let that shit go because it's it's literally making me sick. And that's why it's so important to forgive and to let go. The forgiveness is not for them. It's for you. It's healing your heart. And so the moment you can let that go, that's how the trauma in your body can be let go. 
And that's why you see, like, you know, one of my favorite people that I'm doing a lot of research on right now and just been binging on is Dr. Joe Dispenza. He talks about how, you know, people can be healed from cancer and all of these crazy diseases because they're able to just tap into that. And they have like over 10,000 brain scans that prove this. So it's just, it's, it's incredible what the body can do. It's absolutely amazing. Um, one, other, one other thing I want to share with you guys is um, whenever you are upset and you then think to yourself, oh, this always happens to me, or oh, I knew this wasn't going to work out, or whatever, the moment you realize you're doing that, right, stop, again, disengage, and then think of a memory, and I'm going to call it a memory, because whenever you're thinking, it's, it's a memory in essence, and just think of something you want that's going to happen in the future. Again, your body doesn't know if it's real or not. And that's pretty much what the law of attraction and manifesting is anyway. And so if you can bring that to your mind, that is incredibly powerful because you're in a heightened state. Now, the key to this is you need to know what it is you want in your life. And I realized after talking to a lot of people that that's actually part of the problem. A lot of people don't even know what they really want in life. Which is actually, that's surprising to me because I know exactly what I want. But a lot of people don't tend to know what they want in life. So that's my biggest advice. Get clear on what it is that you want in life, too. I would agree, though, because, like, for me, like, I've been doing music my whole life, right? And I always say, like, that's what I want to do. And I never was like, oh, I want to do podcasting or, like, I, w I even, like, well, oh, man, I don't want to do that. Like, because of, like, anxieties and, like, how you look, being on camera. Now I'm like, whatever, who cares, like. You know what I mean? I'm going to say what I'm going to say. I'm going to say dumb things sometimes. And people are, it's, it is what it is. And like, it's, this has opened me personally because I think I would hold myself back because I want to create, but I don't necessarily want the attention. If that makes sense. Like I, I would love to, to live off my creation, but I don't want that. Like const I don't want, I'm not saying I would get it. I just don't. I saw, I get scared of doing certain things. Cause I'm like, Oh man. Then, and then, I build myself, you're going to mess it up anyways. You know, you know what I mean? The whole self-destructive mode. And now I'm just embracing it and being like, you know what? Cool. Like, I'm just riding with the flow. You know, like I lost like four podcasts and like my buddy was like, dude, I'm like, it is what it is, man. Like, it is what it is. Like, what am I going to do about it, man? There's nothing I could do about it. And guess what? I can make more. I was like, you know, like it, I'm trying to think of those things, the silver lining every time. Like I'm trying to, I used to do that a lot, but then I had periods of like, you know, like. Uh, breakups and other things that would I think to me they uh dug up old uh, emotions from like and now that that's what I'm realizing I, I realizing in my breakups they were bad because I am not good with people leaving because my dad died when I was young so then like that that connection of when someone leaves it like you're saying your body like to me it's just like they're leaving this world almost you know like even though obviously they're not and it's probably but in my head like, it makes it seem like that everything is that same moment when I was 12 years old. You know what I mean? Like you said, and it, and, and, and it's painful. And now that I'm starting to see that, I'm like, okay, well, and I'm trying to uh, uh, express why I get here. So I even tell, talk to myself, have my own little therapy sessions. And I go, well, maybe the reason, you know, you're, you know, because people say everything happened for a reason. I'll say, well, you know, maybe if my dad was alive, I wouldn't be in this position because, you know, he was my authority and it changed my whole position on life because now I didn't have authority. So I think the reason I have him passing made me very aggressive towards authority, any type of authority, whether good or bad. So it made me look through life through a different lens, which may have given me more perspective. And I and I look at the things where I go, you know what? At least I had a dad for 12 years that I know appreciated me and loved me. And not everybody gets to have that. So how am I going to be selfish being uh, um I mean, maybe not selfish, but you know what I mean? In my head, I'm just saying, how are you going to just waste away crying over this? Or like, you should be happy. There's more things you could do. You can make his name live longer. And now I like think about all the cool things. I'm like, man, it's really cool that I live like right down the street from my brother. I get to see my nephew and my nieces every day. You know, I get to go visit my mom. I get to go like the things that I don't necessarily get to do. I mean, the things I don't think about that are little things in life that may seem insignificant, but there's such a vital role of my happiness. And and I think like, oh, well, I have a good uh, group of friends. I have a lot of stuff I can do. And I'm trying to talk better about myself because even a couple podcasts I did with people, I say stuff where I'm like, well, I'm not the smartest or like I say and they go stop. And they're right because I got to stop putting boundaries on myself of where I'm limiting myself of what I can do. And now I'm trying to get that moving again. And like you can do anything. 
Absolutely. 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 Yeah. And I'm, it's, it all starts with self-awareness, right? All starts with self-awareness. I've been saying that for years. Self-awareness is the gateway to inner peace. And I say that because once you're self-aware, regardless if it's good, bad, which I don't even like to use those labels anymore because it kind of just is, right? When you get to a certain point where you just recognize things just are, right? However, self-awareness allows you the luxury of choice. Because when you're self-aware, that means you're not ignorant. And when you're self-aware, you can choose better. And when you choose better, you do better. And when you do better, different results happen in your life. And when different results happen in your life, your environment changes. So it's just, it's just a matter of, of being able to recognize, okay, all the things that have been happening in my life up to this point have not been working. Why? Okay, let me dig deep enough. Eventually, you're going to come to the root cause. Even if you just start with that, you don't have to be a spiritual or awakened person just to be curious. You know, I've, I've only been on this spiritual path, you know, if you want to call it spiritual, um, the past two years. But this has been years in the making. You know, I've always been into self-development and growth and wanting to bettering myself. That's probably, that's been one of my core values for as long as I can remember. So I've always been a very curious person. And, you know, one of the biggest things I think people don't realize when it comes to spirituality is just because somebody's had an awakening, whether it's a red pill awakening or just an awakening of any sort, who you are, your habits and patterns and tendencies and your programming doesn't go away. You know, just because you're quote unquote woke doesn't mean all your shit has gone away. You still need to work on you. You still need to, you know what I mean? Like the negative self-talk you were just talking about doesn't go away just because you're exposing the bullshit that's happening out there. So you might make it worse, right? Because you're avoiding it. Yeah. So you still need to handle that. And I think that was the biggest thing that I didn't realize that like fucked me up for a while because I was on such a freaking mission to wake the world up and thought I was such a hero. Like here I am vibe queen. I'm going to wake the world up. Right. I thought I was doing the world a service and maybe to a degree I was, you know, I know like a lot of people were grateful. However, you know, I still wasn't working on me and I still wasn't taking responsibility for my own healing. And I was still smoking a lot of weed and I was still drinking and I was still, just, you know, upset and not happy with myself and not really feeling fully worthy and not fully stepping into my power and not doing the things I really wanted to do. You know, I was still hiding from myself, you know, and it sucked. And I was kind of hiding from the world through all of the stuff I was sharing. And I can say that now, you know, and, and the truth is I wasn't even aware of it when I was doing it. That's the crazy part. It wasn't yeah, because it's subconsciously you're, 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 you're just moving in, and and you are, and, and what I like to look at it now is it's just part of the journey, right? Yeah. It's not good. It's not bad. It got me to this point where I'm at now. Now, and and that's the beauty of it. I think I think that we can appreciate. I'm trying to appreciate even the struggles because all those struggles I've had over the years have made me resourceful. They've made me be think of things I couldn't do. Like I amaze myself all the time now. I'm like, dang, I really do know how to use this program. Like I'm, I'm editing. I do like try to do video editing now. And I'm like, Oh, I could do that. Oh, I guess I could do. And, and before I'd be like, Oh, it's too hard. I'll never be able to learn that. And, and especially when we live in this age of where we can, we're lucky we could type something in and Hey, how do you use this? How do you use Photoshop? How do you, and I think the the confidence is the biggest thing, though, is like where you when you shut yourself down before you even try. I mean, don't get me wrong. When I use these new programs or use something new, I'm not an I'm not a whiz at it. Like, but I know how to navigate. And then I go, oh, remember when I learned this? And I, I think that the journey that um, I'm starting to just like embrace the journey and, and, and love the journey instead of saying like, oh, man, this sucks that I'm here. Oh, I'm in this spot. Oh, well, I'm in this spot for a reason. And now I'm trying to find out why am I in this spot? What can I do in this spot? And, and it keeps me it's it's not a full um, fully plan yet, but it's kind of like I don't need a plan. It. I'm still figuring it out. Like a lot of people ask me about like what I feel spirituality or, you know, do you believe in God? You do, I'm like, I really don't know. I'm like, I know that I believe in something uh, more powerful than me, but I don't know what that is. I can't describe it and I don't want to try. 
I feel like my journey is to find what that is and to find who I am and what and give this world as much love as possible. And I put my foot in my mouth or trip myself up a lot because I, I, I want to be like, you know, you get egotistical or I, I get into those little shit talking matches or I, I revert back to like, you know, just talking shit because I love talking shit. I, I love joking around and stuff. So it's easy for me. But sometimes, you know, you can get it. And even though you're joking around, you, you get that mindset now. Like even though you're just because now they're saying something, they're trying to get you, you know, they're trying to hit press your buttons. And now I put myself in a bad um mindset so when i deal with people that i do know or do care about i might be a little bit more short with them or dealing with my boss at work but now trying to put like say i look at my boss or somebody like say someone's rude at me at the store and i try to now this is something my mom taught me since i was little was just like because they would be rude to her and i would be like man fuck that bitch why don't you say something to her man this fucking stupid bitch and she was like well you don't know what you don't know what happened to her today you don't know how her day was and i'm like wow i don't like she, she's like, she could have just lost a family member. She could have like lost her house. She could have, you know what I mean? All kinds of stuff could have happened. And then it like kind of, I try to revert back to that now and be like, you know what? That is true. Like, I'm not going to let someone take advantage of me. But at the same time, I got to like, sometimes it's not worth it. It's not worth my own energy because I'm going to work myself up cussing them out or whatever happens. And now my whole day is ruined. And that could even spiral right. me down to like a worse path. Right. Yeah. Yeah, something that helped me with that is, um, I forget where I heard this, but an unhappy person, a truly unhappy person, it would be difficult for them to be happy and kind, right? So the way that manifests is by being rude to others or by them taking it out on people or by them having an attitude or cutting you off in traffic, right? And so the way I look at it now, if somebody's rude to me, or if somebody is just, you know, has an attitude, immediately you pretty much know they're a pretty unhappy person, right? Because that's how it's manifesting for them. And so if you look at it from that lens, I feel, you know, I feel compassion. I kind of I feel sorry for them because if that's how they're living their life and that's the lens they see life through, that's pretty shitty. They're yeah. Like they're suffering all the time in their body. That sucks. And the reason why I know that sucks is because I used to be that person for a yeah. very long time. And and, oh, and and now, for the most part, I, I'm, I'm no longer that person, I'd say. Um, there's still times I flare up, but I bounce yeah. back fairly quickly. And so when I see that um, or feel that from people, it's like, whoa, you know, that energy. I'm just like, oof. Yeah, that's that's rough. So I just well, now I try to like uh, be proactive. So before they can even give me their energy, I'm already now it doesn't work all the time. But for most part, it does work is I'm super cheerful and I just crack jokes and I make people laugh. And like if you could get someone to laugh, you're good. You're golden. They're they're, they're with you. Like they're going to even like help you out. They're going to they're going to make their day because they may have needed that. So most of the time I look at these situations now before I go in there that this this could possibly happen so before I could even let them get that energy towards me I'm like you know what I'm just gonna go in there and make them laugh like I remember I did like uh, last year I was going to Home Depot and it was during the whole like you gotta wear masks I wear masks it's you know and like I was like man I really don't want to deal with it. I just don't want to deal with it because I don't want to get angry so I did that little uh you know the what is it called whatever they, they they come out and they give you the stuff right well i ordered everything completely wrong like everything was like horrible like i was like man i ordered the wrong stuff i have to go inside to return it so then i was like man i like i walked in and i was like before they could say anything so i walked right up to the lady and i was like look i'm really bad at online shopping can you help me and then she just was like oh what and then i just started cracking jokes to her and we started talking and she she helped me it was easy we went out no one said nothing to me boom i was good because I, but the thing is, I that is some people say that's a problem, but for me, I have to do that. Like I have to prepare myself for the situation that I'm gonna get into because I am a very happy-go-lucky person, but I don't want to get into like I don't want to not be happy because someone can set me off by like constantly. Because sometimes people don't like happy people. That, in my opinion, it, through life, because everywhere I've worked at, I'm always just bullshitting, trying to talk to everybody, and it, sometimes it makes people mad. Like your energy, like being happy and joking makes people mad for some reason. There's these certain people in the world and that would make me mad because 
that's the thing that would affect me because I'm I felt like, oh well, why can't I be me? You know what I mean? Like I should be able to do whatever I want. And then now I'm looking at it to the point of where I'm like, well, why was I worried about that? Like I worry too much about what other people think and don't worry about what I think about myself. I'm always like, oh, they, they think I'm this or, or that. And, and then I'm trying to live up to these expectations that I'm setting for myself that I think that they're setting. You know what I mean? If that makes sense. Like I think that they're I'm perceiving that they perceive me a certain way. And if I do this and. And I'm trying to back off that. It's it's difficult when you've woven these like webs for so many years and to start untangling it, it can get messy. Like you can be going good, you know, like you were saying, like everything's flowing good and then you hit a brick wall again. And, and, and to keep getting back up is hard. It's difficult. And I think that's a, a thing that a lot of us, um, that challenges us is it's easy when you're on top, but when you fail, it's hard, especially when you keep getting knocked down, you're getting knocked down, you're getting knocked down, and you're like, man. But you weren't, like you were saying, you're not, you weren't realizing the stuff about you. Now that I'm actually thinking like, oh, that I think like that. I'm the one that's stopping me. I'm the one that's getting mad. I'm the one that's saying I can't do it. And, and I need to stop that. And, and to stop it is kind of easy if you continue to do it. Like every day I tell myself now, cause I'm like, I should be proud. I should be happy of what I have accomplished. I do a lot of stuff instead of saying, Oh, you didn't do what you were supposed to like, because like you, I set very high expectations. So I crash hard too, because I'm like, you have to get all this stuff done in the next 12 hours. If you don't, you're a piece of shit. And you're like, what? Like, that's unrealistic. Talk to yourself like that. You can't, you just like, it's not, it's literally not productive and it's not helping you move the needle forward. You know, and here's the thing, our bodies become addicted to that shit talking to ourselves. So become aware oh. of form of addiction too. And something I noticed, you know, um, I used to be a drinker and I would smoke weed and, you know, I was pretty much addicted to that. And then I decided to stop drinking alcohol um, last year in like around August. And so I don't drink alcohol anymore. But then I was smoking a lot of weed. And I would justify it with like, well, but I have epilepsy. It's my therapy, right? And so I would just come up with these excuses in my head, but I was, I was still abusing it. And so the way I look at it now, anytime you need a substance to escape how you're feeling, you are addicted to it. And this is not me judging anyone who smokes weed. I absolutely love weed, okay? But if you needed to escape your feelings, you're not dealing with the feelings at hand. I'm going to repeat that again. If you need any kind of sub substance to escape the way you are currently feeling, you are not dealing with the feelings at hand. Now, this means a cigarette. This means pornography. This means weed. This means alcohol. This means overworking in your business. This means having one night stands. This means all of it. And I'm just being really transparent because at one point I was guilty of all of this. Oh, for sure. I'm keeping 100. Okay. <laughs> so when, once I recognized the pattern that I was just substituting one addiction for the next, I was like, oh, I'm not necessarily addicted to the substance. I'm just addicted to escaping my feelings, the emotion at hand. And so once I re made that recognition, I was like, oh, okay. So let's just actually deal with the feeling that's coming up as uncomfortable and awkward as it may be and that's when things really started to shift for me and so now I really don't feel the need for anything like I stopped I don't you know I don't watch pornography I don't do any drugs I don't have the urge to do anything and I'm not saying this to like brag or anything like that and I'm not saying I'll never smoke weed again or never do drugs again you know I love shrooms but yeah. I just in, at this point in my life, I don't feel the urge to do any of those things. I feel very, like, I just feel very content. And when things do come up, I'm just in a place where I'm like, okay, where is that coming from? I want to nip that shit in the butt because that yeah. means still in my brain that I need to reprogram or fix. Like, I'm just in such a place in my life where we need shit to be on point because that is how you're going to be able to get the life that you deserve. And we all deserve the life that we want to have, to live the life that we we dreamed of as children because let's be real at some point when we were all kids and there's a little kid inside of all of us you know we have this like theory and myth that we grow up 
but really we're still the same fucking person. At some point, there was a moment in time when you were like six or seven where you had a fucking dream, whether it was to be a rapper, a singer, or a coach, which is what I want to do now, right? Or to travel, or to just get married and have kids, or to be a teacher, or to be, I don't care what it is, you had some kind of dream. And at some fucking point, you subscribe to the world who said you can't do that, whether it was your parent, or a teacher, or a boyfriend, or some asshole who said some bullshit to you that you then believe, and then just let that shit fall, and now you're stuck at some job that you fucking hate, and you're just like, well, I'm just gonna settle. And maybe you're in a relationship that you don't fucking want to be in, and you're just like, well, I'm just gonna settle. And you're just settling for your life. Why are you settling? You have this life. What are you settling for? Like, I don't understand. If you have a cell phone, and you have some shit you've overcome, and you have a drive and you have a dream, there's no reason you can't go after that shit. There's just no fucking reason. There isn't. There isn't. Yeah. And we all have things we've overcome. We all have. You lost your dad at 12. I've overcome stuff. We all have our baggage. And I'm a true believer that the reason we've been dealt whatever shit cards we've been dealt, and it's different for everyone, is so that we are able to overcome that, become a master of that, and whatever your purpose and your passion is, you can then share how you were able to do that. And that is how you can attract and uh, manifest abundance into your life. Whether it's through your music, whether it's through your coaching, whether it's through being a teacher, whether it's through being a model, whether it's through being a race car driver, or just being a freaking garbage truck guy. I don't care. It doesn't matter. A truck driver. It doesn't matter. If you love what you do, you're not working because you're doing what you love. And the key thing to take away is that you don't see the world as it is. You see the world as you are. And so until you realize and recognize that, you're just going to stay where you're at. And, and you'll never feel um, satisfied with life. You'll never feel like whole because you're going to always be like, what if, what if I did this? And you're going to, it is going to ruin your relationship that you are in because you are settling for it. So you're going to constantly be upset. You're going to be mad at that person, even though it's not that person's fault because you made that decision. But we project. So you project onto them like your frustrations of all your failed dreams, all the things you didn't do. And I, I've been guilty of that myself because I've settled. Not that they were bad people or that like it's just that it wasn't what I need to do because I am I need to blossom. And I, I went to a phase for a while where especially with music, I'm sure you can relate it gets tough in the business and you kind of just throw in the towel. Sometimes I was at the point where I'm like, of course I'm going to always do music. Like I'm always going to do music, but I was like, eh, I'll just do it for me. Cause I'm done. Like, cause it was, it's so frustrating trying to break through sometimes. And then I was again, when I, since I wasn't balanced with my energy, right. And I was distributing it wrong. I was doing music for other people. I was trying to make songs to make people like it, you know, instead of just saying, Hey, it's this here, here you go. This is what I feel. And you get stuck in these habits of you're like, well, I think people like this kind of song. Well, what kind of age demographic? Am I? And, and you get so lost in that that you you forgot. It, it makes you not love it anymore. Like I got to the point for a while where I'm like, do I even love music anymore? Like I know I love listening to it and all that, but I just didn't feel the same. And I'm trying to get the spark back. I'm little by little getting it. But I'm noticing that when I'm doing it just because I feel the urge and I have something I want to say, it's easy. But when someone tells me, like, hey, can you do this? I'm like, yeah, I could. But, like, it's not that I can't do it. It's just, like, I can't find the inspiration. And when I can't find the inspiration, it gets me stuck. Like, and then I get frustrated. Like, I can still do it, but, like, it just doesn't feel. Like, I'm, then I'm like, oh, like, the whole time I'm just like, oh, my God. Like, because I wasn't really feeling it. So then, like, as I'm recording it, every little piece I'm, I'm struggling with because I know I could do better. Right. And, like, I'm like, and I didn't have my heart into it, but I want to do it for the person and now i'm just trying to tell people like hey you know i'm just gonna do it and i hope people like it if they don't hey i, I like it <laughs> yeah you gotta you gotta be in your flow state that's what i call that you want to be in your in your flow state you got to do what, what what works for you you know and that was a tough call for me too that was like the final identity i had to shift i've always been an artist a singer songwriter for as long as i can remember and i got to a point where I really had to look at my life and say, okay, am I holding on to this identity of being a singer or songwriter because that's just what I've always been and what I've always, you know, wanted to do? Or, you know, am I scared to step into, you know, what I now want to do, 
which is I want to step into coaching and I'm really passionate about helping people and I've been doing it for free and I've been doing it, you know, just because I like doing it. And, but you know, it's, it's one thing doing it for free and helping your friends and just like, like, you know what I mean? Versus, Oh, this is what I do now. Right. Yeah. And so it's safer that way. And so being the struggling artist that's almost like more acceptable, you know, because there's so many artists and it's like, yeah, I'm an artist. It's like, that's like almost like an easier thing to do, you know? Yeah. So I was in that limbo for a while. You know, I even changed my handle. We used to be Vibe Queen Music. And so that was a really big step for me where I'm like, okay, am I really going to like shed that identity and just make music when I want to make music? And that's just something I do for fun. And that's no longer something I'm going to pursue as a full-time career. I'm really going to step into coaching. That was a tough call. And yeah, that's what I'm doing. It, it really is. And I'm glad you said that because I feel the same exact way because I left uh, California, moved to Michigan, and I kind of just was like, well, whatever. I'm not really making, like I said, I wasn't really making music. I did a couple songs, but I struggled because I was like, who am I then? Like, that's all I did for, all, like, everywhere I would go, everybody knew me for, hey, oh, he's going to spit a freestyle. Oh, he's going to do that. You know what I mean? And now I'm going, and I'm like, but it was beautiful because it showed me that uh, the same thing I tell people because I, I was in jail for, like, county jail for, like, six months. And I told people, like, the greatest thing about that was that it showed me that, man, I could thrive anywhere. Like, I can make friends anywhere. Like, I can talk to anyone. Like, and that's what it shows me, like, because I had to – I, I was reverted back to like who I really am. And like, even though I was that person while I was rapping, but I didn't realize that I looked at myself like, Oh, you're a rapper. You're this, you gotta be like this. And now I'm like, Oh yeah, I like to have fun. And I'm like, man, I, I, I can talk to anybody. Like I, I can go down the street and just, Hey, what's going on, man? Like, and just have, shoot the shit with anybody about anything. Even if I don't know it, I could fake the funk enough to like, I don't know shit about cars. And I'm always like, yeah, 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 yeah. Like, you know, like, and that made me feel more confidence than even like getting, you know, like um, people appreciating my music or anything because it was like, oh, that's cool, man. Like that means that if I have nothing else, I still have something like no matter. You could take everything else away. You could take all the technology away. Guess what? I'm still going to be talking to somebody <laughs> like I'm still going to have an outlet. I'm going to have the beauty because I, I learned so much from people. I've talked to so many people over the years, like older, younger, like I feel like I can connect with almost anybody obviously there's some people every now and then there's that person that for some reason they just don't like me i don't know why i guess because like i said what you said earlier maybe they're miserable inside and maybe it triggers them that like why is this guy not feel miserable like me mm -hmm. and then they want me to they want to drag me down to their level because in relationships i've been in that level too where i'm so happy and then they've made me into this person that like and I think towards the end, I do get really mad because I'm like, you made me into this person, motherfucker. Like, I'm mad at you. How are you going to be mad at me? I was, like, so happy when we first met, and now I'm not happy, and you're mad. Like, it doesn't make sense. But now, like you said, it's all about just – it's all about me. It's like – and I'm not labeled – like, I'm not a rapper. I'm not a podcaster. I'm not – I'm just me. I'm Sean, and, 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 and that's cool. Like, I'm good with that. Like, if, if I die today or, like, you know what I mean? If I – if I never succeeded anything else or like this was it, I'm happy with it. I'm actually content. And I wouldn't be able to say that like even three, four months ago. Now I'm like, you know what? I am happy. I, I'm appreciative of all that I have and that I know that is going to come in the future because I am now in a mindset of I do see it. Like I people always told me about the secret a long time ago and manifesting. And I do always believe in it. But like it just never worked for me. But at the same time, because I was like. The, what I just said never works for me. And now I'm like, it does work for me. I can do. And now I, I do see it now. I've seen it's like floodgates. And, and it, this is what's so great about this page that I created is that like I just created it on a whim because like I was done with my Facebook. My Facebook was gone and I was just like, I'm going to make this. I got locked out of my Instagram and then it turned into something I never expected. And it's been every day is a new I get to meet new people and talk to new people. And it's just great because. A lot of people, like even one of my friends, Noah, right there, like it's my little brother's friend. Like he was like, I didn't even know you ran this page, man. Like he's like, I've been following for a while, and I was like, see, that's cool that it just gravitated and it organically made, and that made me feel better, like about life, and and it made me see that, like, man, the future's so bright. Like that's why when I do talk about some of the stuff I talk about, I always try to end it with, like, dude, I know it's bad, 
But a lot of that is is nonsense. The real stuff is inside here that we can change and yeah. that we can spread to the world. Because I believe, because we know that energy is um, contagious. So if negative energy, that means uh, positive energy is. And if we, and I always tell people, if more of us can as much positive energy and like you said, love that we can spread to the world, it will make the world a better place. Yep. That's it right there. <laughs> I agree. I agree. Yeah. And it's so interesting when you mentioned the secret and manifesting, you know, you know, we're always manifesting. That's the thing. That is the secret. People don't maybe don't realize, you know, whatever you're putting out there, that is a manifestation continuously. Just because you're not sitting there and lighting your candles or I'm going to manifest, right? You don't have to do that. The universe, God, source, whatever you want to call it, whatever you subscribe to or don't subscribe to for that matter, um, is, is always working if you look at it as energy. So if you don't believe it's working for you, then, you know, just like the movie says, your wish is my command. It's not going to work for you. So that's the kind of the irony of it. You know, you get whatever you are thinking about. So that's why it goes back to what I was talking about earlier. You know, whatever you harbor on and focus on is what's going to manifest in your life. So then you wonder, why do I keep attracting the same type of people? Why do I keep ending up in the same type of relationship? It's just a different person, but it's the same dynamic. It's because you haven't actually healed or fixed the shit that's going on in, within you. So that's why I always encourage, you know, you know, just serial dating and hopping from one person to the next person to the next person you're really just wasting, you're wasting time because until you heal or fix whatever shit has been going on within you, you're just going to keep repeating the same thing over and over again. And I speak from experience. So, <laughs> yes. Well, it looks like uh, our time's coming to an end because I, I had to switch my page to private and then I went back. So now I'm back to hours. I can only do an hour on here. But it's, I'm so glad you came. This has been awesome. And like, we're going to do it again. And all your links, I have uh, your link to your podcast in the Apple in my uh, uh, link tree in my bio. Uh, um, any other links you have just if that I haven't, just email to me and I'll put them in the link tree. And then uh, this is awesome. This is what, I mean, for me, it was perfect. <laughs> yes, thank you for having me. This was amazing. I, I appreciate you so very much. And uh, yeah, I just hope that this resonated with people. And uh, yeah, let's definitely do this again very soon. For sure. So just go, uh, if you don't, no, just follow uh, Vibe Queen at Vibe Queen 432, right? Yes. Vibe all right. And uh, check her out she, on all podcast platforms. Uh, Vibe Talks uh, Awakens. Vibe Talk Awaken. There we go. Yeah, it's, <laughs> I hate it because I always mess it up. And you know what? And I looked at it like 20 times before. <laughs> all good. All good. Thank you very much. And you know how we do it here, guys. Wake the fuck up or get woke the fuck up. We're out. Where does it lead? This strange young love of mine. Sophisticated with intellect, deadly combination. Giving her a kiss, love. Promise me this. Try not to do me dirty. I'm scarred from past relationships, and it hurts like hell. But I will never cheat on you or beat on you. I will do you well. Introduce
Producing a tour on my people Let's stop at my building My mom's been here for 20 years It's where I took my first pole Drunk my first beers When I leave feels like I never left The next generation is facing death Niggas walk the same strip forever Never get it together Used to be somebody's idol Then they lost that title But that's another story Love, do something for me Tell me you won't ever leave me Or deceive me You're all I ever wanted You don't need makeup You're just as gorgeous when you wake up I'ma hold you, mold you Taking you on all my missions Keeping you close But let you make your own decisions For the future I got good intentions Walk with me with these torches Let's build a fortress for real Beautiful dime, strange young love of mine. 